0: in the last episode of Timeline, the disappearance of Cassie Compton. We've been standing outside uh, the Independence County Jail
1: for about an hour. Um, They told us that he was not here.
0: What are your hopes in regards to her still being alive out there? Very slim.
1: Even if you're in the trafficking industry, they say seven years.
2: People have called and said, well, I think I saw her. It's all been run down, and it's not her.
3: I worry about her being put in sex trafficking. There is still no sign of Stuttgart teenager Cassie Compton.
1: It's like part of me is missing because she is my
2: blood. No one has been ruled out as a suspect. I mean, literally half a block away, poof, vanished, nothing.
3: We love you, and we just want you home safe.
2: After five years, the tips have have really dwindled. He just did so many things that were suspicious. I feel like somebody knows and they just won't tell.
0: Hey everyone, Kayla Lafferty here. In the last episode, Tina stores from Halo's investigations and I went to the Independence County Jail to talk to Brandon during visitation. We were told he was no longer in custody at the jail. As soon as I was back in Little Rock, I went to the newsroom and wrote Brandon a letter. I explained to him that we went up to see him on that Saturday and were told by a jail employee that he wasn't there and they wouldn't tell us where he was for privacy purposes. And I got a response. This letter looks much different from the original letter Brandon sent me. In that letter, Brandon said he wanted to bring closure to Cassie's mom, Judy Compton, and put the case to a close. His handwriting in that response is hard to read and he uses capital letters in the wrong places and no punctuation. This new letter is written in cursive with clean, clear lines. Everything seems to be spelled right, which is a big difference from the first letter. The letter says, quote, Dear Kayla Lafferty, yesterday I was given your letter. I find it disturbing because I knew nothing about your visit to ICJ, meaning the Independence County Jail. I implore you to try again. Seems some of the staff here are incompetent in some manners concerning their work. There are issues that need addressing. I, as well as of course others, need your help, need your ability to explore dirty deeds. I am indeed still located at ICJ. Everything is not okay. I'm responding to your letter so you know ASAP. I won't write of the dirty laundry, deeds, so as to surprise the guilty persons. I will discuss it with you. It will take more than 20 minutes, which is the allotted time for visitation. P.S. There is more than one story here at ICJ Batesville. And thanks for the hand signature, now I believe the letter is not from an investigator playing dirty to get info. And it's signed, Brandon Rhodes. I don't know what to make of this letter. The reason I wrote Brandon was to talk about Cassie Compton. I did not write him to talk about the conditions of the Independence County Jail. But for me, the takeaway is that Brandon says he is at the jail, and it sounds like he never left. This reminds me of the letter that Tina got from Brandon. Back in Episode 5, Tina read me that letter.
1: He signs it Brandon Rhodes in like really good cursive writing and not the way he signed yours.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you think that's not Brandon that wrote that?
1: No. If I I'm telling you now, um, whoever told him to write this, it's nothing like your writing. I mean, it's like nothing. At first it starts out like it could be him, but then when you go back down and look at it, like the eyes in your letters are slanted. The I and my letters are
0: straight
1: up. Like good, like good, you know, good writing. And and the
0: signature is different.
1: Oh, yeah. The signature is a baby V and Rhodes. And I mean, it looks nothing really like yours at all.
0: Hmm. Why do you think someone would do that? I don't understand.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I almost wonder, could it be a jail attorney? You know how you have the jail attorneys that um, are telling him what to do?
0: Because some of the words, the words in there are like legal terms and bigger words than he yes, seems like he would right. use based on the letter yes. he wrote me. The new letter I got from Brandon seems very similar to the letter Tina got from him. Tina and I are planning to go back to visit him again to see what he has to say. It's been a couple of weeks since the podcast came out and I wanted to check in with Stuckar Police Chief Mark Duke about what's been going on with Cassie's case. Have you listened yet? I have not. Why not? I've
2: not had time,
0: dear. Okay. Well, the thing about podcasts is that you can listen to it while you do other things like drive to and from work or while you're making dinner or doing anything. I think you'd feel better if you listened to it.
2: I haven't had a chance. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I just wanted to catch up uh, and just see how everything was going since the podcast came out and just see like where you're at and what you were thinking about all of it.
2: Uh, since the podcast came out, I mean, it's it's we, it's uh, it's reawakened real everybody's awareness to it. We've never stopped looking; nothing has really changed as far as what we're doing. Uh, we're going back and and looking at things that we've looked at already. We're rehashing stuff. We're having a meeting in a couple of weeks with the state and some of the other guys and trying to figure out whether or not we need to re-interview some of the the folks we've already talked to and and go from there, maybe resubmit some of the items to crime lab system, you know, because technology's changed a lot in the last, you know, three to four years.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask if one of those people is Brandon that you guys want to talk to more?
2: Well, I, that would be the lieutenant with state police that I have been talking to about that, and I think he's already had some investigators dealing with that.
0: Okay, cool. Okay, I've kind of wondered because I was I've been still writing Brandon letters and stuff like that, and he's still responding to me. So I don't know what he's up to, but I did try and go up and visit him. Me and Tina did. And I don't know what's going on in Independence County, but they said he wasn't there anymore, but he was still listed as an inmate. And so I wrote Brandon and he said that he had never left. So I really don't know what was happening with that. But we didn't get to see him.
2: Are you gonna
0: try again? Yeah, our plan is to go, I think, next, sometime this month. I think the end of this month, so.
2: Let me know how that turns
0: out. Oh, I will. Chief Duke told me after the podcast came out, they've had tons of people calling and giving information. I've also received a lot of messages from people giving me tips. One tip I was getting over and over again is about a boot that was found sometime after Cassie disappeared. Hello? (laughs) Hey, Kayla how are you? I'm good how are you? The tip is about a man named Stephen Serrani and what he found while out deer hunting. Okay so let's give your name and, and what you do and how long you've lived in Stuttgart.
3: Okay I'm Steven Serrani and I lived in Stuttgart. I, I grew up here and went to high school here and then I went to uh, college in Conway at the University of Central Arkansas I moved away for a couple of years and I came back to Stuttgart uh, in 1999 to coach football and now I'm in and administrator with the Stuttgart public school system.
0: And you and I have actually done a story together in the past.
3: We actually did a a, a story about our duck calling club here at Stuttgart, in Stuttgart High School, yes ma'am.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that. I was like, why is this guy's name so familiar? And then I looked up and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I interviewed him about duck calling last year during football season. It's,
3: yeah, it was last year. Yeah, during the I think it was a Lone Oak week here. Y'all came down and we did an interview.
0: Yeah. So that I just thought that was kind of funny that I had met you before. I had been sent screenshots of Facebook comments and messages about how Stephen was the person who found that boot. But so let, let's get into why I'm talking to you today. So there's been a lot of you know speculation, rumors. I don't know people messaging me about comments they saw you saying that you found a boot. So just tell me about that.
3: Well, yeah, actually, uh, people uh, people that I know know that I found uh, the boot. Um, It was a Sunday morning, I went to church, go to church out at Slovak. And uh, I left church and just went down. Uh, My grandpa had a little patch of woods around, by by where where we we went. And uh, we went out there. Man, I had a Labrador dog and and we were put, I was putting some uh, deer stands together. And it got time to go home and I, I called Roxy to come with me and to get into the truck. She wouldn't come, and uh, she was trained, and she 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 hardly ever did. That. She always came to me when I when I called to her, and she was I don't know 50, 60 yards from me, and she wouldn't she wouldn't come over to me. So I walked over to get her, and um, there were some vines, and it was kind of grown up around around the woods there, and I found a, a gray and blue um, woman woman's boot. Just, lay, just laying there in the grass you know, in the vines and stuff
0: so let's talk about why that in particular was something that grabbed your attention
3: well it shouldn't have been there there's no reason for a, a gray and blue or any woman's boot to be back there where I was there's, it's, it's very secluded um just me and my family and uh the, the guy who farms it, goes back there and there shouldn't have been anyone back there um especially a, a woman's boot back back in that part of the on the property
0: and you had already Cassie was missing at this point so you had already heard her description and why was the color of the boot in particular something that grabbed your attention I
3: actually uh been up here at the school I had seen Cassie at times she didn't go to school here at Stuttgart but I would uh, sometimes drive a, a bus route and there were some girls that rode on my bus and and cassie would be waiting on them um on some of my routes so i knew who she was and actually i did see her she was up here one time i think maybe with her mom or somebody and i saw her up in the front office i didn't say anything to her but i knew who she was she um she was around she had some friends that went here to school and um i would see her so i knew who she was and and, and the thing that got me when i when i found this food i it was it was very eerie to me because for one thing it shouldn't have been out there, and to find something like this. Uh, the first thing I did was I I, I didn't touch it. I, I took my phone out and I googled her her name just to see what what she was wearing. And um, when I pulled it up, it said she had on a I don't know a white blouse, I think, shorts. And and the thing that just got me was it said a pair of blue and gray. Cowboy boots and um so i, I got that dog and I, I threw her in my truck and i got out of there i didn't know i didn't know what to do so i went back to the house and uh i just started looking up who i needed to call mm-hmm. and um i called i, I want to say it was a, like i said it was a sunny morning so i called i couldn't get a hold of anyone so finally i had um uh, mark's phone number in my phone so i called him and he was he, he talked to me for a while. He told me to send him a picture of what I found. So I I went back down there and I I took a picture of it best I could and uh, I sent it to him.
0: And so after that point, did you hear anything about what happened with Stuckart Police with the boot or anything like that after? I,
3: you know, I'm I never went to. I'm not a police officer. I'm not a detective. So I I, I kind of put it in their hands and uh, it we rocked on a little while and I you know i'm gonna let the police do their job or anything and i, I asked mark about uh detective boot at that time about it one time and then you know he told me that he spoke to cassie's mom and that cassie didn't didn't own anything that that looked like that,
2: mm-hmm. that
3: any, any boots that looked like that so i you know i just kind of um i left it up to them it, it wasn't my place to go investigating or anything like that i left that food out there though it, they didn't nobody from the police department went out there with me and i left it there i didn't touch it i didn't go back in there or anything i didn't i left it be. you know
0: Hmm. i think it's a good thing though that you called it in and reported it because a lot of people might have not even associated with what was happening in the area at that time and even thought about the fact to look up okay what was cassie wearing so i think that's really cool that you did that well
3: it, you know if it was if it was my daughter, if it was my niece or someone like that, and, and someone found that I'd want someone to call, to call it in, you know, at least let the, let the police do their job. Um, like I got to say, there shouldn't, there should never be anything like that back there on that piece of property, um, at all.
0: And I know that you were saying you don't remember the exact date, which is totally understandable. If you ask someone like, Hey, you went to an event, a long time ago tell me the date and time you were there you're not going to remember those specific details but do you have any idea like what time of year it was what year it even might have been because we know it was after cassie went missing
3: yeah it was it was probably i want to say it was a year after she went missing i may be wrong on that but it was in it was in like this time of year like in september because i was getting ready for for deer season and um I just went down there, you know, on a Sunday morning to mm-hmm. get some things together and and uh and that's what happened there on that. Um a couple I wanna say it was in two thousand seventeen I want probably the, the spring of two thousand eighteen, um uh, uh, the chief of police Connell and some detectives and us did we did go out there and I showed them where that book was and it was still in it was still there where we had let where I had left it I, I haven't touched it um it was it was a while but it looked like someone you know the farmer went through there and maybe cut it with a with a mower or something but it was still there in the vicinity and it was still in pretty good uh put together condition uh, considering it had been out there for a little while.
0: I think that's amazing that you were able to even remember exactly where it was.
3: Oh, I'll they, Yeah, I can take you there blindfolded. I know, I know exactly where it was.
0: You know that property really well.
3: Yes, ma'am. Well, I, my grand my grandpa had woods back there. I think they acquired that piece of ground in the 1890s. Wow. So you had it's not there, but it's it's close too. It. And I've been, I've been back going back there my whole life. Back there hunting and and you know cutting wood with my my dad and my family and um, yeah, I know it pretty well.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. and I know you don't want to give the exact location, understandably. But have you seen where Cassie's phone last pinged? Do you know if it was anywhere near that area?
3: Well, I d- I pulled it up on the on the just on the internet, I guess, right after that happened, and it, and it was I guess the last phone ping was probably if that's if what I read was right was probably a half mile from wow. from there. But <laughs> if you look at the area that. I guess they searched. As a crow flies, it's not, it's all relevant. You know, you, it's pretty in proximity on some of those pings.
0: Yeah. Which, when you realized that, I mean, what was your reaction?
3: Oh, it was, it was, it, it was, it was, I wouldn't say scary, but it was just gave me an eerie feeling about the whole thing. Um, about the she. you know, something might have happened there and she may be out there i I don't know um but yeah it was i still think about it every time i go down there and every time i i hear something about that
0: yeah i would imagine
3: about about her about her missing or any you know any child missing like that i'm i'm around the teenagers every day and if if one of them you know she didn't go to school here but if one of these kids or any kids missing it's a it's a bad thing for the community and families and and teachers and everyone.
0: So this past weekend was five years since you went missing. Have you noticed the community talking about it a lot?
3: Well, I, the podcast that um, you've been doing, uh, you know, it's got people talking again. And I, I didn't tell too many people about what I'd found. I found. I told a couple people, but you know, word got out that I had i had found that thing out there. And I, like I said, I don't have it. It's the police have it. The police have all the pictures and everything if If I did find something that helps find her or or, or gives her family some closure i you know I'll feel a whole lot better about it but um you know I'm gonna go down there later on, probably today uh, me and my brothers are gonna go, do that, go down go there and do some work and that's always in the back of my mind every every time um we go down there so yeah
0: um and the whole goal of doing the podcast was to get people talking and maybe, you know, something would come out that would, you know, lead to a bit more of an understanding of what happened to Cassie, so this is just, you know, on that train of thought. A lot of people were messaging me about it, so I thought it was something that we definitely had to talk about.
3: Sure, and, and you know, I don't know whose who's boot that was. It, it may just be one great big coincidence. Um, I, I don't know, but, but if it's hers, and, and we can help find her, know, or or something, somebody looks into it a little bit more close, or if they can find something, um, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be, a, a kind of a burden lifted off my shoulders and out of my mind. I hope they, deep down, it's not hers and she's, you know, alive and well somewhere and they find her. That, that's, that's what I hope. But, um,
0: I hope so, too. That'd be we'll, amazing.
3: We'll, 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 we'll let the police take care of all that, you
0: know? Oh, yeah. And they say that they are. They've had a lot of people calling about it, so... Um, is there anything else you can think of that you want people to know?
3: No, I just, I just hope that, uh, like I said, I hope they find her and I hope that nothing like this ever happens again in this community or any community, um, anywhere, because, uh, you know, it, it, it can bring people together, but it can pull people apart, but I just hope they find that little girl and, uh, and everybody everybody cooperates with the law and somebody has something has something or if somebody's found something like I found you know turn it in turn it into the police or turn it into the FBI or, or the authorities
0: I agree and I think what you did was awesome I mean even if you clearly we don't know if this is even related to Cassie but the fact that you spoke up about it and said something about it and made sure something was done is awesome and I appreciate you so much for doing that
3: sure right. and I appreciate you and um, everything you did. Or have done, you know, five years after this fact to uh, bring some attention and maybe it'll bring bring some closure to uh, this whole battle deal.
0: I hope so, too. That's the goal of all of this. And thank you so much for talking to me about this. I know that it can be kind of scary to let a journalist interview you about stuff that's going to be out there. But so many people are kind of gossiping about it and talking about it that I thought that it's good to just address it head on and let people know what the situation is surrounding it well it's
3: just you know i just stumbled upon something one day um i wasn't looking for anything i was just out and i'm out of my own business getting ready for to go to go deer hunting and uh all hard-headed lab wouldn't get in the truck so <laughs> i went to go get her and that's what i stumbled upon
0: i love labs man they're awesome <laughs> she,
3: was a, she was a good one i love her to death i miss her every day but uh she uh she wouldn't come from that spot and she was just nosing around there and I, you know, I, I got kind of upset with her until I went over there and I, and, and that was, you know, I I forgave her then. I, you know, mm-hmm. I the curb, let's get out of here. So
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And if there's anything else, feel free to call me, text me, message me on Facebook, whatever you need to do. If you can think of anything else about Cassie's case or in general that you think I should know, just let me know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you so much.
3: Right. bye
0: Bye. Bye. I talked to Chief Duke about the boot Stephen found. I've been getting like a lot of tips sent to me that I send to Tina, and I know she's been talking to you. And one of those yeah. things was about a boot people i've had like probably a dozen messages from people asking me about this boot that someone found in the woods
2: the, the boot we do have we went out and, and looked the area over and you know walked it through back in
0: 2017
2: mm-hmm. and it, it, i showed a picture of it to the mother the mother says that's not hers mm-hmm. uh, It is being resubmitted for for DNA. So, I mean, we'll, you know, things change. Awesome. You know, maybe maybe something will come up.
0: Okay, yeah, because one of my questions was, I know that, I know I've spent a lot of time with Judy and I've talked a lot with Judy, um, but once again, you had been saying she's never been ruled out as a suspect. So, you know, her saying it wasn't Cassie's boot is kind of one of those things where I'm like, but, you know, what if there is that crazy thing where, you know, she could say that, but who knows, you know?
2: Right. Nobody is ruled out. We yeah. have not ruled out one. We've not said, hey, no way. That part, there's no way, mm-hmm. you know, and the state has been so instrumental and helpful with us and doing the, the getting the polygraphs done. And there's just so much to this case that we can't release. There's, there's, but because it is pertinent to this investigation with it still being open with that. There's yeah. just so much to it that can't be released, and even with your podcast and stuff, I mean, you're having to go by what you've been told or what you find out, mm-hmm. and there's there's just so much more to it. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. I'm sure there's so much that I haven't even been able to scratch the surface on, and I've seen that and, actually and, with well, and, and
2: and even even with that, if we can ever get this and get her home. Mm-hmm. If we can get her home and, and, you know, we do what we need to do and if it has to go to trial, then it'll go to trial, whatever, then the whole story can be told. Yeah. You know, I mean, literally, there's enough information there to, to write a catalog.
0: This The messages people have been sending me, I'm surprised that there's so much more that I haven't even been able to even th- process yet. So We've
2: received quite a few uh, phone calls. People have come back ones that we've already t- talked to in the past, i come back and I said, you know, have you found anything different? Well, not, no, there's, there's other ones that, uh, that have come in that have never said anything.
0: Mm-hmm. There's other
2: ones that have come forward that have heard things, been told things, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's rehacked everything.
0: So yeah.
2: You can't just focus on one piece of it. The main focus is, is finding her. Mm -hmm. and some folks get so fixated on one item or the other and and what about this and what about that and well there's a little more to it than this and that. There's a lot more that surrounds the whole situation of that.
0: Yeah. Um, How does it feel though for you having been worked on this since literally the night or the morning after Cassie disappeared that you're getting all these phone calls and people are talking about it
2: well i mean it's it's never a bad thing mm-hmm. it's never a bad thing because that's what we deal with is we deal with facts and it takes the public's help and everything that we do to complete it you know whether it's to locate somebody or Solve a crime or find something, you know, that you've taken or what it takes. It takes a community.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's that's what it all boils down to. And the more people are, are talking about it and somebody knows something. That's my thing. Somebody knows something. But let's let, get it out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are really talking about it and everyone remembers. Every single person I asked was like, yeah, I totally remember that. And it's kind of surprising because sometimes when you're in cities and it, you reach these anniversaries of five years, 10 years, people do kind of forget, but no one in Stuttgart has forgotten about Cassie. Uh-uh. And,
2: and, and for most of us, we've never quit following leads. Mm-hmm. We've never quit following tips. I mean, no, I can't. I can't tell you right off the top of my head. The date I did this or the date I did that. But, you know, once you go back and look at the file and start rehashing stuff, yeah. It, it's still it's still clear.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be crazy if you could remember every day that you did stuff. You know what I mean? So I, I totally understand that. Okay, so out of all of this and stuff, like, what, what would be the best case for you in the end of all of this?
2: To find that she's been off somewhere. Yeah. To find that she's safe and sound and, and been safe and sound this whole time and just didn't want to be found would be the best case scenario possible.
0: Yeah. Even if, I hope that's the case too, obviously that would be amazing if it turns out that she's fine and she's safe and she left on her own free will and she's living a happy life. That would be amazing. Um, but if that isn't the case, is do you still have hope out there that, you know, there could be closure? I, I hate using the word closure, but... That there could be an answer, at least.
2: Yep, I think there is. I, I think, I think that's that's what we're after—the truth. And, you know, and that, that's all any of us are looking for is we just want the truth. And that is, if she's fine, alive, well, let's get her here. If something tragic has happened, let's get her home.
0: You know,
2: everybody yeah. deserves that, yeah, everybody
0: deserves that. I think so too. and I, I mean, obviously, you have put so much time and energy into all of this, and um oh, I just thought of something. What is Arkansas states like polices what's their what are they doing with this case? Are they investigating it now? Or are they not? Is it still mainly your case or what's the deal with all of that?
2: it's, it's a It's a joint effort. I mean, it really is. Because everybody has been, we've all been tied into it from the beginning. So it, it's a, it's a joint effort, mm-hmm. and they all want the same things that that we're after. So there's they still got several investigators that that do the same thing that we do, and that's interview, interview, interview. The
0: the more you talk to people, the more information comes out. If that makes sense, and I, is that kind yes. of where you guys are at?
2: Yes. That's why sometimes re-interviewing people is a good thing.
0: Especially after several years.
2: Right. And I mean, if it, it means we go back and, and re-interview everybody involved, that's what we'll do. It's just we're, we're playing it day by day. Tips come in from the National Center, and if it's local, we do it. If it's somewhere else in the state, I give it to the state, and if it's somewhere way out of state they'll pass it to the feds or we'll call the agency where it's local and have them go look mm-hmm. which is what they were working on last week we had a tip and you know start making phone calls our investigators here started making phone calls uh state started making phone calls and that's that's how we do
0: mm-hmm. have you guys gotten like Stuttgart pd in particular gotten a lot of calls from people wanting to i don't know talk about stuff
2: like in the last week, yeah, or just overall.
0: I mean, in the last week since the podcast yeah, came out. Yeah, in the last
2: week, yes, it's it's picked up. It's picked up.
0: I hope it's that's been, a good thing, and I hope it's not that people bothering you or something.
2: No, it's not. It's it's not it's not bothering anybody. I mean, I'd rather be busy answering the phone and people coming in and say, "Let's talk about Cassie Compton," mm-hmm. than somebody complaining because their neighbor's leaves fell in their yard.
0: That is very true. <laughs> That's very true. At the time of her disappearance, Cassie had blonde hair, blue eyes, weighed about a hundred pounds, and was five feet, three inches tall. She had a noticeable scar on her left cheek. If you have any information about what happened to Cassie or where she may be, please reach out to the Stuttgart Police Department.